0: Drank it and felt sick. Welcome to the Big Dane Podcast. I'm your host, Dana Trimborn, and this podcast is a random hodgepodge of topics that gets released on every Tuesday on, you know, your preferred platform, of course. And I really enjoy sharing my personal stories and making those connections with you guys and just really being relatable um, all in a fun and silly environment. All right, my friends, how many of you have had some type of GI or stomach issues recently or over the years? Or maybe, just maybe, you actually have IBS like myself and you've been trying to figure out maybe what else has been going on, trying to understand what else has been irritating you. If you're nodding your head and thinking, oh my gosh, yes, <laughs> you will want to stick around for this episode. <laughs> so I chose to do the FODMAP diet since my IBS was acting up again and I wanted more answers. And if you're asking yourself, what is IBS, go back to episode 39 when IBS attacks. Check it out. You'll hear all about it in my IBS. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, at the same time, I didn't just wake up one day and said, hey, I'm going to do this FODMAP diet, elimination diet, whatnot. What I did know is that my mom did this. Um, many years ago now, maybe almost 10, which I actually thought, I thought it hadn't been that long that when she had tried it, um, I thought maybe it was a little bit less time than that, but besides that, I remember she, you know, was trying to find out like what other foods, you know, she should be avoiding, or is it even alcohol, or, you know, kind of everything, so... You know, I've always had in the back of my mind, but I kind of thought, well, you know, if it gets bad, then that's something I may want to consider. And so how I really decided I wanted to do the diet, and I will explain in a little bit what the FODMAP is and what that acronym is, but I just want to give you the background ground um a little bit before I kind of dive in. So um I you know was ruling out some things, you know, with my doctors. I did a colonoscopy, but that was fine. Um and they obviously not even obviously, but they were just saying, "Oh, everything is fine. Um you just have a, a large colon." And you know, I was, I talked about that a little bit in my IBS episode, but I thought, really? I mean, it was a good thing that they, you know, I didn't have, like, IBD um, or some, like, Crohn's or or something a little bit more intense Um, and wasn't SIBO because I wasn't sure, like, if when you do the colonoscopy, if, like, are you also testing, like, for these other things like SIBO or, or what? But apparently... They do, so um, then that was ruled out, so then they, um, my physician assistant who specializes in gastroenterology, she told me to speak with one of their dietitians that they had on their staff, um, since they focus solely on IBS patients, so I thought, okay, like, this could be a good thing, but I almost, like, it was kind of annoying, because it's like, well, do this, and then okay, this is fine, now do this, all right, this is fine, do this, and I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I want some answers, and I wasn't, like, even remotely, like, close to figuring it out yet, and so that was um, probably stemmed from last summer or so, and then I actually thought I was going to be doing the FODMAP sooner than later, but anyway, here we are, so, so, yeah, so then I first, you know, I spoke to the dietitian, and we were talking about doing, like, probiotics, and I told her in the past for me, like, I did try it, but I couldn't really tell if it was working or not, and I guess, yeah, they don't just have, like, they don't have, enough data to support that, hey, these are working for you, um, especially if you have IBS, so I thought, well, I'll try, and then we'll see, but of course, like, I had an attack, so I was like, fuck this, (laughs) Uh, I'm not, you know, doing this anymore, and of course, now I still have, like, probiotics, like, sitting, you know, on the shelf, in the kitchen, just, Chilling, so it's kind of like a waste, but whatever. So, so then did that, and then regrouped with her, and then by that time I ended up having an another attack, the, the attack that I did have, right? So, um, and for me, I was like, you know what? That's it. Like, this is getting so frustrating and annoying because I thought I figured this out and. Um, obviously like there's something else or, or what, but, um, so at that point I thought, you know what, let's just, let's just do the FODMAP diet. And by that time it was maybe like, I guess it was like beginning of December or something like that. So, Um, I told her, I was like, well, you know, I kind of want to get through the holidays and, you know, she agreed, like, what's the rush anyway? Like, you know, it's up to me to, to do this and figure it out on my own. So, you know, I wanted to enjoy all the cookies and the baking and I love baking and making new recipes, right? So, I thought, you know what, let me just enjoy myself and then let me just wait until the new year starts and kick it off then. So, that's what I did. And guys, just, just a little reminder, I am not a dietitian or healthcare professional. So if you're really, like, truly curious about what I did, um, then please speak with, you know, your primary care physician, if you have that, or if you want to be directed right to the GI doctor or a dietitian, you know, that really focuses on IBS. So just keep that in mind. But so I'm just telling you guys from my experience and like the research that was provided to me and all the tools that I had to to do this, right? Okay, so first off, more of the background on the FODMAP. Um, This acronym is basically a collection of sugars and I'll go and sit in a, a few minutes but it started from a research team in Melbourne, Australia. Yeah. And these researchers were uh part of the gastroenterology department at Monash University. So pretty cool stuff and Monash actually is a top 50 um one of the top 50 universities worldwide so this isn't like this you know this no-name university like they are up there uh in the medical and health science field so you know I wasn't just doing this out of nowhere and thinking yeah let me try this and so So there it is (laughs) so yes like i said the fodmaps they're a collection of sugars okay but they're not absorbed properly in the gut so when the fodmaps reach your small intestine it's moving slowly attracting the water and then when it gets passed into the large intestine the five maps are then being fermented by the gut bacteria. And so then that is producing the gas as a result. And all this Mm -hmm. I got um, from Monash's website. So yes, there you go. And when there is that extra gas and water that's that causes the intestinal wall to stretch and expand people with IBS like myself they're like what the hell because we have a more sensitive gut so the stretching of the intestinal wall causes really you know exaggerated sensations um they're really like you know they cause pain discomfort like who wants that <laughs> so that's essentially what it is and now for each of those categories so like the f for example fermentable the f for example fermentable the gut bacteria ferments the undigested carbs to produce gas right that's what we were just saying then now the next couple things here, you're going to be like, what are you saying? This is a foreign language. (laughs) So the O in a FODMAP is oligosaturides. So these are the fructans, galactans, and what I mean as far as foods, that's wheat, rye, onions, um, garlic, and any kind of like legumes, right? Beans. So that is that. Now for the D, disaturides. That is all your lactose. So your dairy products, soft cheeses, yogurts, of course. All right. Then you have the monosaturides. Okay. So that is the fructose and the excess fructose are in these, um, some fruits, so, and even the syrups, right? So like the high fructose corn syrup, pears, apples, honey, um, like so many other things, Um, mango, watermelon, which I love watermelon who doesn't? And, well, the and is, the A is the and. (laughs) Okay, so the last one is P, so the polyols, so that's the sorbitol and mannitol, so that's all the sugar alcohols. Like, if you get a light ice cream, right, they're putting those sugar alcohols in there um, to make it not as fattening hence a light ice cream (laughs) you know so um so that's all that and then there's also some fruits in here so avocado which i love like i cannot tell you how many times like we would have avocado in house on a regular basis regular basis black cherry cherries peaches, nectarines, okay? So, so many things, so many things. Um, And even mushrooms and green bell pepper, sweet corn, so things like that, okay? So that is the background for you, and now I'm gonna kind of just tell you how some of the phases how it really like started and how long and all that so depending on like where you are in your journey with your IBS or your stomach problems um, kind of depends on how long you want to do it for and if it's if it's even working for you it just it's not for everyone right so um, so it really says like anywhere between like two to six weeks so I'm like okay right, cool like well, Um, And after speaking with a dietician, she said, like, four weeks. So I was like, all right, we'll just do the four weeks. (laughs) No more. So did the four weeks of the low maps. okay? So what that means is all of the fruits, vegetables, um, you know, that don't have the excess fructose, like, you know, Milk or you know, buying cheeses that have are higher in lactose. So you want to do the opposite. So what I just just described in those categories, those are all the examples of the foods that you do not want to eat and are higher in fodmaps, okay? So, for example, um, fruits that would be safe to have bananas, blueberries, strawberries you know so they weren't in those categories of what I was describing so then you know the, it's kind of like the safe zone so basically you know I had my resources and I looked at you know what fruits and vegetables can I have you know all of that jazz um, I couldn't have yeah any wheat because that was in the fructans so that would kind of defeat the purpose and um, so couldn't have any of that um, so I was originally going to do it for four weeks but then I ended up having an attack which in hindsight I realized was definitely brought on stress from my last job so um, I actually extended it another two weeks, and that was based on a recommendation from my dietitian. And I felt the same way. I was like, yeah, you know, let's just do another two weeks just to make sure. Um, and so that's what I did. So but it's crazy because I felt like during the whole process, I really didn't realize how many resources are out there online on social media that have, like, all these great recipes or just suggestions and recommendations, and so it was super helpful and, like, much easier um, to do, say, as opposed to, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago when it probably wasn't, when it was just starting out, so it was kind of nice um, to do that, but I also found myself, like, looking everything up just to be, like, sure, because some of the handouts had a little bit different things like so i had one it was like a grocery list handout but it said um you know bell pepper so at the time i didn't know that you know there is actually a difference between the red and green bell pepper and here i was be i was supposed to be avoiding the green pepper and i'll tell you about that in a little <laughs> so you know you really had to make sure you're looking at the correct information and it's detailed enough so you really understand and you stick to the low Maps. Um, so the first phase of that, it really wasn't too bad. I think the hardest part was avoiding all of the garlic, all of the onion, because you don't realize. I mean, even in chicken broth or chicken stock, you know, like there is garlic and onion in that. So couldn't have that. Um, you think about all the marinades, all the dressings sauces, you know, like so many things, and so some um, some of the recipes, like, say that we used to cook, we, some I kind of looked at and just kind of, like, altered, but, like, if we really want to try something different, then we just went on and found, like, a low-fat map recipe, and some, oh my gosh, guys, I found some, like, really, really good stuff. There was, like, one like south asian dish and we did low fodmap enchiladas so and it's good it's not like okay you know nothing is flavorful now because there's no garlic and onion there are other spices so some of the other spices that you could have were um like cumin paprika um trying to remember what else had to use a lot of, like, all the Italian herbs. Like, that was fine. So, so it wasn't too bad. Um, I think also what was tough, too, was eliminating the alcohol. <laughs> um, but my dietitian said, she said, you know, in the first phase of this, if you can eliminate it, do it. Because then you're just helping yourself out even more. Because, um, sure, there are alcohols or alcoholic beverages that are that are lower in FODMAPs but I thought you know what let me just nix it for now it's not the end of the world it's only temporary and it'll be fine so so yeah I during the whole time like cooked a lot um because I don't want to like go out to eat and oh I'll have lettuce and cucumber carrot and hold the garlic on all your sauces, oh no, that doesn't work like that, I don't want the grilled chicken, like plain grilled chicken, disgusting, so I really, you know, I had to get used to cooking on the weekend, because I normally don't, like, yeah, Sunday, but not Friday or Saturday, trying to eat all the foods in conchi here, um, and i would laugh because you know matt would still be getting his takeout and he would have like ellie moan or eat greek and and then he'd like crack a beer and i'm like dying inside (laughs) and i was like can i just like smell the beer like just like a little little sniff (laughs) like what like that's crazy right that's a little crazy um so that was that it wasn't too bad Okay. So now the second phase reintroduction. All right, bring it on. So this is typically, it could be longer depending if you, how well you do, but mine was about three to four weeks. And so now during this phase, you're still sticking to the low FODMAP of what you were doing. Um, because you know think about it, you're trying to reintroduce, and then if you just like screwed everything up, then you're not gonna know what's affecting your stomach, so you still continue with it um and now you're actually like as I asked my dietitian i I said, "Can I have alcohol now?" <laughs> So I had, I remember having some red wine and oh my gosh, I was like, oh my gosh, this is so good. It's like so delicious. You know, it's like, where have you been? (laughs) But, you know, you still have to limit it to, you know, two drinks, um, like five ounces. I'm like, five ounces? I had to measure it because I'm like, I don't know what five ounces looks like. Like, I'm probably pouring like seven, eight ounces. Who knows? So that was fun and then yeah so this part two it's kind of like three day challenges um and then once you challenge then you wait another three days to to rest basically and just do your low five map and then you can start the next reintroduction of whatever category so i did lactose um first and then i did the milk right so it was doing good, you know, I had some in my coffee, then you put a little more the next day, Did you know, because I did fine, so like, all right, I'm going to put it in my cereal, it's probably about half a cup, right, and then, cool, past that, and then I, the third day, I probably had around, yeah, eight ounces, give or take, and drank it, and felt sick <laughs> yeah and I already knew like to an extent I had an issue with lactose like I know I can't have like heavy creams or anything like that um but I used to be lactose intolerant up until I was five I'm like oh you grew out of it but it's like no you didn't like did you? like that's not that's really you know, as an adult when you think about it, like that's not really a thing. So I probably just had gained more tolerance back. um so, so yeah, so anyway, um, I just felt so I like kind of felt nauseous. I didn't have an attack, but I just felt like really like, ugh, you know, and I even went upstairs to get Listerine because I just needed to get it like this taste in my mouth like it had to be like gone so and it's kind of like this similar taste I get too when um say if we're gonna get like fried calamari like I can only do a little bit of fried so sometimes if I have too much I get this like funny taste in my mouth and I just need to like clear my palate so Did that, and later it was fine. But it was, like, the majority of the day, like, just didn't feel right. But that was that. Then I went on, did the fructan, so that was the wheat bread. So if I cleared that, I thought, amen, I can have bread again, (laughs) you know, eventually after this. And it wasn't going to be, um, you know, a gluten problem. So because, keep in mind, like, the whole time I had to do, like, gluten-free because – then, you know, there's some other breads, but then it's hard to find all that. So it was kind of easier to do the gluten-free because of not being able to find, like, certain kinds of breads that you could have, like, a giant, you know? So, yeah, and it was, like, similar to, like, tasting that wine again for the first time. Tasting this bread again for the first time it was like heaven and this was just like basic wheat bread like 100 percent whole wheat bread nothing fancy you know but wow it's crazy so so that was actually fine so then then at that point i knew yes i can do all the garlic all the onion you know so i'm like this is great then the next challenge or phase or oh my god i'm saying the wrong things um the next category was the polyols. So the polyols, that was um, your your apples, apricots, avocado, all that. So they uh, suggested to test mushrooms. So I cooked them, had a little bit of the first day. Great, fine. Second day, um, I felt like I jinxed myself because by the time we ate, it was probably seven. And then, you know, it takes a good amount of time to digest. So by ten o'clock, I was like, Wow, Matt, I think I passed. Literally, literally five minutes later, I'm was brushing my teeth and I was like, Oh no, what's happening? And I started to get this pain in my stomach, and um no cramping or anything like that but it lasted only five minutes too which i thought thank god because i really like mushrooms and other things in this category so um but yeah again this was um same category as this green bell pepper and early on in one of the recipes we made um just not knowing because I was looking at this other list that just said bell pepper and end up cooking with the green bell pepper and then I remember having pain then so like now I know like I can only have I have like very little green pepper if not I probably will just mix it all together but but it's crazy because you think like is that why the green bell peppers on Sailor Giant all the time? Because they know that they're giving people issues? Who knows? But anyway, so because I had an issue on the second day with the mushrooms, I... Um, I asked my dietitian if I should still challenge it for the last day because normally you should stop, but because it wasn't that bad, she said, go ahead and try. So, you know, I just had pain, just had a little gas, that was it. Tried the next day, everything was fine. Like, what the hell is this, you know? But um, I think I had like a little bit of gas later, but whatever. And then the final one was the fructose. So I tried honey is what they recommend it. and so I made it to the last day, so the last day was two teaspoons of honey, now two teaspoons of honey doesn't sound like a lot, but when you measure it, and I put some in my oatmeal, then I put the other, like, the rest of it in my coffee, and just because I didn't want it so sweet, because, you know, it's sweet, it's honey, so, um, so I had to keep an eye on the clock, because by the time I finished my coffee, it was probably like 11, just because I keep it in the Yeti, and it stays warm for hours. So then later, I felt like cramping in the afternoon, and I actually thought I was going to have an attack, because it was, you know, kind of signaling like, yeah, this is happening. You're not, you're not imagining it. <laughs> so... Um, So I had to, like, mark that down and then, yeah, just kind of felt like discomfort. So I thought, great, 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 great. Because in this category, too, are mangoes, watermelon, you know, all these good things that, come on, like, I want to be able to have this. Um, So, oh, and then even... um, I believe agave, yeah, agave is in this category, like, hello, am I not going to be able to, like, have tequila, or or what, <laughs> that's what I was saying. like, tequila, margaritas, like, all of it, but, so anyway, because I didn't have a fruit in that category, and I, for the fructose, and then just had, like, a little bit of an issue with the mushrooms. My dietitian wanted me to try the next week. So I was, like, extending another week. I was like, no, <laughs> um, just to see if anything else in those categories would bother me. So I tried blackberries in the polios, fine. Tried the mango in the fructose, fine. So I was like, this is so crazy. So at least now I know, like if I do want to have honey, to limit it, Um, but at the same time, I feel like I'm not, like, eating spoonfuls of honey, (laughs) but, you know, so, yeah, it's just, like, sometimes it doesn't add up to me, like, why, why, why is that happening? I can have this, but I can't have this, Um, but in speaking with my mom, like, I feel like we're, like, twins, so, like, then I thought, I'm, like, why did I even do this? I should have just stuck to what my mom told me what hurt what bothered her and then just avoided everything you know from there because she had the issue with the honey she has had issues with mushrooms and noticed that too so just crazy but with the honey um actually real quick yeah one of my listeners was telling me that you know, did you have pure honey? And I thought, pure honey, like, um, I think, isn't honey, honey. <laughs> I probably sound like an idiot, but I don't know. We just buy from, we just buy at the store. We don't get anything fancy. So, but it, it had me thinking, cause he was like, you should try, you know, maybe something local that's literally just from one producer. So I was like, oh, never thought of it, but okay, so TBD on that, Um, and yeah, so overall, I would say with the whole experience, and during the experience, that I did feel better, I didn't have this gas all the time, this rumbling all the time, whereas before, like, it felt like it was all the time, but then, because you get in that routine of, like, you eat, the things you like, the things you enjoy, that the gas and all that becomes normal to you that you don't realize that, oh, maybe I shouldn't be having all this gas like 24 seven, like all this discomfort, like pretty frequently. So it was kind of nice to kind of reset and kind of really feel what I'm feeling with my stomach when I'm eating these certain foods and testing and just being more in tune. So, so I know like how to move forward, like not to have this, not to have this. Um, but and for me too, uh, you know, with it being COVID in a way it was nice because I didn't feel like I was missing out on going out to dinner with friends, going to a brunch, going to, you know, a friend's place to have cocktails and play games <laughs> but so for me it was just kind of interesting the way it worked and how it all fell into place because I mean five years ago I wasn't saying yeah I'm gonna wait until uh the pandemic in 2020 and and then I'm gonna do this FODMAP. <laughs> like now <that's laughs> that would be like pretty crazy um but but yeah, so do whatever you think is best for yourself. Talk to your physician, um see see what you want to try if if you have the patience and I think too when, you know, when I did start testing it out like right in the new year, even if things maybe were back to normal, I guess. Um I feel like because it was, like, the winter that... I'm trying to, like, rationalize this for you guys, but as I'm saying it, probably not. I was going to say, yeah, not as many people are going out in the winter. But, you know, I'd say it's better to do it in the winter than in the summertime when you want to be outside, you want to be around your friends, enjoying each other's company and enjoying all these foods. So, So, yeah, that's just my thought for you but yeah I mean now I just have to keep an eye like how many of those FODMAPs like are higher that I've eaten in that day and and see how I feel and then obviously like avoiding those foods that didn't work so well like drinking a glass of milk (laughs) not that I was buying milk like anyway but I've always been having almond milk for so long now but um yeah, so pretty crazy, but I guess next time I go to Scoops, I'm gonna have to ask for like a just like a little baby ice cream. <laughs> so do what you gotta do, am I right? But tell me about your journey. I want to hear. You know, if you're considering something like this, if you know you want some more information um, or whatever. But yeah, totally bring it up with your doctor because what do you got to lose? Just Gain more knowledge about what this is and how it could maybe help you if it's right for you. Um, so, you know, you can tell me on my website if you want to go to the bigdanepodcast.com slash contact and you can send me a message there and be sure to stay on the site. Yeah on the site, guys, to listen to my episodes on your preferred platform and keep up to date with me on Instagram and Facebook and all the silly stuff on my coffee account. And that coffee account, guys, is that little, little, little baby coffee cup icon on the site. All right, friends, peeps, neighbors, cats and dogs, hope you really enjoyed it and hope you have a great week all right peace out